Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is September 5th, 1997. That's right. We watched it's... an episode of 90210. It's officially fall. Well, it will be the 21st of September. Oh, shut up. That's when it will officially be fall. In my opinion, it's fall now. Oh, okay. (laughs) And you know that seasons are completely subjective. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I should have called you my subjective girlfriend, Carol. (laughs) Officially fall. But in 90210 world, I think it's winter still, even though you could never tell. It's after New Year's. Yeah. It's slightly after New Year's. Yup. And um, Kelly's dad's in town. It's 1996 for them. So it's yeah. It's last year for them. We're catching up. We are catching up. Slowly but surely. So, yeah, like a... <laughs> like a paralyzed stalker. Slowly but surely catching up. <laughs> But yeah, so the episode I think kind of starts on Kelly. Yeah, and um, and Steve. It's a Roger Corman film festival. Yeah, but Valerie has given Kelly Collins cocaine. Yeah, she's got the vial. And where do you think they get that from? They just I don't ask know. one of the actors to. Well, I'm sure or it's one not of the producers. Real. Who's got one of those vials that you all keep cocaine in? Well, let me do the cocaine first, but then I'll, I'll give you the vial. Well, I mean, it's not like it's like an official thing. It's not like it's like patented by like some company and all cocaine vials. It is. It's patented by Pablo Escobar. <laughs> I mean, I think that the vials could be different. They're not in this show, but they could be. I don't know. And I think that vial could hold anything. If it wanted to. No. A vial can only hold cocaine. Seriously, what is a vial that size good for, though? Uh, snorting coke out of? That's what I'm saying, besides that. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, Pills, holding pills. What, what? One pill? Maybe two. Medicine for mice? What kind of <laughs> fucking pills is it going to hold? And who's carrying, who's got a vial of two pills that they're just carrying around? I actually know a dude. Who carries emergency medication inside of an empty bullet hanging off his keychain. What? Who's that? Oh, you wouldn't know him. I wouldn't? No. Okay. But isn't that weird? It is weird. But I'm saying it's probably about the same size. I want to know who it is. (laughs) Hold on a second, everyone. It wasn't that interesting. You guys didn't miss anything. It, it rarely is. It was just a name. Yep. Why? Why emergency medication? What? What kind of condition? Seizures. Oh. And I don't know what kind of medication. It's actually blood pressure medication. I guess it's not emergency medication, but that's why. For seizures. Yeah, it's not for seizures. It's for blood pressure that has caused seizures. Oh. Yeah. That sounds. Not good. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but it's not like a heart pill or something like that. It's actually emergency medicine. Yeah, a, a 
A blood pressure pill is not going to lower your blood pressure instantly. Right. But I think the idea was just to have like one or two in case like, you know, they're out and about when it's time to take the pill. Ate a salty meal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Better, Better double up on my blood pressure medication. Don't want it going above 200 over uh, I don't know, 150. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty high, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it would have to be to like cause seizures. It happens. Well, I guess so. To some people. But I think we're getting Rest way derailed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about uh, Kelly and Colin and cocaine. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Right. So who was she talking to in the bathroom? I can't remember. She was talking to Donna, her only friend on the show. Donna. Donna. Yeah. Who suggests that she stops carrying it around in her purse. Well, actually, what's her name? Victoria? Valerie? Valerie? That's what you used to call her. Valerie uh, tells her that later. Oh, okay. Donna's like, why do you have that? Yeah. She says for evidence. I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, Valerie gave it to her. It's Chekhov's cocaine vial. What? We see it. It's going to be used, you know? Yeah. Like Chekhov's gun. Okay. You know, Chekhov, the, the the playwright. The guy that steered the, the boat on Star Trek also wrote plays. And in one of the plays, a gun appeared or whatever in scene one. And he's like... He said to the audience while they were doing the plays, like, hey, if a gun appears in scene one, I'm going to shoot it in scene three. So just just know that, audience. They Interesting. They're like, okay. And then it happened. And ever since then, every movie or book or play has abided by that rule. So um, you getting your watch clean there? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, did you notice how I was able to tell a complete story? That was interesting the whole time I was doing it. Yeah, I don't care. I'm just teasing you because you would, you would say something if I was cleaning something over here. Maybe, you know, there's some things you should be keeping clean over there. Fuck you. Well, <laughs> oh, we're doing this. What in the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. You're, 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 um, socks. You're uh, treading on thin ice there, sir. Your socks are dirty. Shut the fuck. I don't even have socks. And the only one that likes dirty feet is Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Well, maybe I should be uh, dating and living with Quentin Tarantino instead of you. Because he would like my dirty fucking feet. He's got more money than me. That's for sure. Anyway, 90210. What about it? Kelly's dad's in town. Kelly's got cocaine on her. Yeah. It's a weird combination. It turns out, too, that her, her dad used to be quite the coke addict, too. Yeah, I guess so. It was her, both her parents. It's kind of weird because Donna mentions in front of Kelly's father that Colin keeps calling. Yeah. So then her dad's like, oh, tell me what's going on. Yeah. Like, he's so interested. I haven't heard about Colin. Who's this? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, I just I don't want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And then finally she's like, he likes coke more than me. And it's like he immediately becomes sympathetic. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, I doubt that's true. And, you know, like, uh, I I used to dabble to you, blah, blah, blah. I so, want to meet him. Yeah. 
It's like, so the only thing he knows about Colin. Is that he's got cocaine on him. Yeah. (laughs) So he convinces Kelly that he should give him another chance because he himself always wants additional chances and he just believes in giving second chances. Right. Which, like, is a really weird segue. And I'm sorry, but I don't think that a dad would be like, hey, give some random loser a second chance because I need a second chance. Like, Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He really acts like he's Colin's dad. Yeah, it's weird. He's really going to bat for this guy he's never met before. I mean, I guess he's just a shitty person, but... Apparently. <laughs> right. But they uh, they decide to drop in on Colin because they're in his neighborhood right as he just... Uh, snorted some blue. Right. So. I, I have to point out, too, her dad looks like like every senator in 1983. <laughs> yeah. He's got the big, or like, or, um, you know, like, like your dad's sports anchor for the local news. Like, he's got the big, like, bushy hair, like the 70s style hair. You, you know the haircut that I'm talking about, everyone. You know, I can't even picture this man in my mind, and we, like, just watched this. So, do you know Bill Bonds? No. Okay. What about uh, Mort Krim? No, at least I recognize the name, Bill these Bonds. Are, these are local news people, everybody. Uh, well, it's got, I don't know how to, you know, uh, Bob Ross, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. It's that helmet hair kind of hair. Okay. Where I think Ted Danson on Cheers had it for a little oh, while, yeah, maybe. Okay. But not, his was even cooler looking than most dudes with this hair. But it's that, it's that weird, like it's someone's wearing a helmet kind of hair like that. Mm-hmm. The hairline just kind of goes straight across and it's all there, like pushed up on top. Yeah. I mean, I remember that his hair is gray. Yeah. And he was wearing a suit. Yeah. So he's got that hairstyle and, you know. Like I said, he looks like every. Take a look at the at the U.S. Senate in 1983. He looks like every one of those dudes. But I mean, he's literally faceless in my brain. What do you think that says about me? What does it say about him? <laughs> Are you face blind, Carol? I don't know. It's kind of weird. No, face blind is where you can't tell the difference between people. You oh. literally can't see the difference. Well, no, in faces. I can see the difference in faces. Obviously, it's gonna I don't be even really know if weird. Exists. Okay. Anyway. Um, I've heard of it before, but I don't know if it actually is like a real thing. That sounds Or not. it's like a fictional thing. It sounds very made up. A fictional device. Is it fictional? I believe that I believe that Chekhov from Star Trek used it in some of his plans. Okay. Chekhov's face blindness. If this guy's face blind in scene one, then the Ferengi will get him in scene five. So Kelly is very pissed. Yep. At uh, Colin for being high. No, oh, yeah, because they come to his apartment and he's, yeah. he's high on cocaine and painting. And um, so, you know, she basically tells him, you know, we're done and takes off. And he starts throwing things. And <laughs> throwing paintbrushes. All of a sudden he's like, whoa, whoa, what have I done? It's a masterpiece. It's a Jackson Pollock. That'd be funny. So the next time we see Colin. What if he sneezed? Steezed on him. It was like some blood came out. <laughs> some yellow snot, some green snot. I get right. you. It's disgusting. It could, it could be called, uh, I don't know, every actor in the 80s. Right. It's the name of the painting. Oh, okay. 
Moving on from that scene. Chevy chases wastebasket. Allegedly. Please stop. Um, next time we see him, Colin, he, he, okay. he's knocking on Victoria's door. Victoria's door. <laughs> well, he's at the peach pit. Oh, shit. You're and right. Her name's Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm high on cocaine. Maybe. <laughs> no, he shows up um, during this. Uh, Maybe your nostrils are what you have to clean out. Gross. <laughs> He shows up during this movie screening that Steve's doing at the Peach Pit. Yeah, the Roger Corman screening, which we'll get to later, folks. And he takes Valerie away from David. Like they're not not I mean literally, yes, but not not in the metaphorical sense. They're cuddled up watching the movie and he interrupts them and takes her away. She's looking really good too in that uh, outfit she was wearing. Is she? What's she wearing? I don't remember. So she was wearing this like black dress. She had a uh like a black sweater thing over it, so it was covering a lot of her, but you could see a lot of cleavage, so. Nice. Happy for you. So, uh, he asks for his cocaine back. Yeah. I want my cocaine back, he says. And she tells him she doesn't have it. And he's like, oh my gosh, you better have thrown it away. Why would he rather want that? Because she could have been like, oh, I put it in a safe deposit box. Yeah. I, I mean, sent it to Dylan. I think he just knew immediately what she'd done with it. So, Yeah, he read the script. <laughs> but yeah, so he knows that she gave it to Kelly. Like, Kelly already said she's done with you. She already knows you're, you're doing it. So what does it matter? It doesn't. And Valerie even says, like, are you mad because I gave it to Kelly? Or are you mad because I, you can't do any drugs right now because you're out of drugs? Like. <laughs> And he said, fuck you, and left. Yeah. I thought he was going to hit her. I thought so, too. He was very upset. Because I thought David was going to walk in and, like, catch him hitting her or something and, like, freak out on him. Well, just like how David uh, saved Donna from getting raped, he'd just be the resident uh, savior. Exactly. Because they don't know. <clears throat> He's Jewish, you know. The last resident savior was also Oh, my gosh. Uh, they, they, don't, uh, they don't have a lot for him to do. He mostly just poses and yeah. has one or two dry lines. Yeah, they don't do much with his character at all. It is kind of sad. Like, I feel, well, I mean, he did have, for a while with his mom, he had some stuff going on. Like, they kind of cycle through. Yeah. So it'll be his turn again eventually. Yeah, I guess, when he and Valerie break up. I think Kelly's about to have a exciting story. Yeah, I know, lines. that's what I I'm <laughs> so happy that her character's going to become interesting now. So she's already mad at her dad. Or not at her dad. She's already mad at Colin. Yes. And her dad asks for her to arrange a dinner between him and her mom and her. Yeah. Which is weird. Don't you think? I mean, like, having divorced parents, maybe you can answer that because I don't have that experience. Isn't that a weird thing? No, not really. Not as like a once in a while thing. Okay. It's like play acting that you're, you know, still, that your family's still intact. Okay. That you didn't destroy everything that was built. Wow. Um, so apparently they were getting along super well and Kelly's all happy. Like, I think she thinks they're going to get back together or something, which is ridiculous because Jackie is with David's dad. I don't know if she thinks they're going to get back together. I think she's just happy they're getting along. Yeah. But yeah, so she's very happy about this wonderful dinner that they had. And 
then her dad's supposed to be sending a lease. They looked at, you know, houses together. In the neighborhood that she grew up in. Yeah. They used to have a house. So, like. Well, there's mudslides every year, and I'm thinking, like, why are you getting another house there? Right? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, because it sounds like that was a starting out place when they didn't have much money, and now he has lots of money. Right. A starting out place, you know, when they only had a few million dollars in the bank. Right. And Well, it was all going up their noses, so. True. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so. They Kel- were house poor, but cocaine rich. There you go. But Kelly's got a lot of emotions, I think, going on right now. I guess. <laughs> like, you know, she's mad Jenny at. Jenny Garth really selling that. Mad at Colin and. Like, excited about her parents right. and, you know, all this stuff. And then um, she goes to meet with her dad and the realtor for him to sign the lease. Which, that seems weird to me, too. Why? Why would she be there for that? It's just papers. Well, just, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. To celebrate. Whatever. To find she, out that her dad left, because, of course, he did. Yeah. An hour that she waits with this realtor, he doesn't show up. They ain't going to pay for another fucking guest star. This show. None of these pa- none of these people are getting parents to come back. <laughs> Remember Andrea's grandmother? Yeah. That's why she got kicked off the show. Too many storylines with her grandmother, and they're like, we're not paying two people. <laughs> right. So, yeah, he doesn't show up to sign the lease, and then she calls his hotel and finds out he's checked out. And she goes to the airport and found out his plane left 10 minutes before she got there. Yeah, he's fucking gone. What an asshole. Like, how would you do that and not say anything? Just at least say goodbye. He sent her a note. He sent her flowers. Yep. And a note apologizing and saying he had to go off to Milan for some textile deal. I said Rome. I was so close. You were. I knew it was going to be Italy. <laughs> and um, he wrote her a check for $8,000. Yeah. And said, buy yourself a present and I'll see you in a couple months. And so she takes the vial of cocaine out of her purse, rolls the check up, and uses it to, says, thank you, daddy, and uses it to snort the cocaine. I mean, it's very poetic, very dramatic. I know what she's going to spend the $8,000 on now. <laughs> or, may, I mean, like, I think, an, I think a normal person in the real world would do that. <clears throat> and do you, then... Do you? I think a normal person <laughs> in the real world would... Roll up a check for $8,000 and snort a vial of cocaine. No, I'm just saying, like, if they did what she just did, then they'd be like, okay, I got, you know, that out of my system. I feel like shit now. And uh, move on. But That's true. It's it's notorious the amount of people that try cocaine once and never want to do it again. You're right. Look at the 80s. Uh, there were about a bajillion, you know, people on cocaine in the 80s. That then, you know, the stopped in the 90s. Right. <laughs> I don't None know. of them died. Not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I know this show is going to make it. John like, Belushi oh, still alive. She's got some huge problem now. Just like she had the diet pill problem earlier, which maybe I guess is realistic because both her parents had problems with drugs. She's but. so excited. <laughs> that's all I could think of when I uh, when she had the diet pill. Right. Like, yeah, that's poor man's cocaine. Do you think she's going to go back to Colin because she'll also be on cocaine now yeah. too? Because she needs some guy to make her feel better. Yeah, I think they're going to I think they're going to have cocaine fueled sex. Gross. Sorry, I'm just thinking about her having sex and it's like, I mean, 
objectively, she's pretty, but like I hate what she did with her hair and her personality. So now it's like the thought of her having sex, just like ugh. like her face is always pinched up in a way that reminds yeah. me of like an old crabby aunt or something. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to see your old crabby aunt have sex. No. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what's going on with Kelly. It's not good. No, but but like you said, at least her storyline should be interesting from now on. Well, I mean, for at least a little bit. I wonder if Valerie will feel feel bad that she gave her the cocaine. Maybe, but I don't think so. I mean, like, Colin could have given her cocaine, too. Eh. Or she could have gotten it somewhere else, really. But, I mean, I guess it was a, you know... Uh, impulsive. It was an impulse buy. It was an impulse um, action of convenience that wouldn't have happened otherwise. It's like how they how they have those vials of cocaine at the uh, checkout counter, right? Anyway, oh, we are low on cocaine. <laughs> um. So we were talking about. We were talking about what yawning and then fanning <laughs> air into your mouth Shut up. to ensure further yawns. We were talking about that movie uh, screening thing. Oh, Roger Corman. They're having a Roger Corman movie festival. So they had this really weird scene where Brandon and Keats and Steve and Claire are watching this movie. Yeah, and uh, it's like watching a movie with your grandfather. (laughs) Because they just start reading everything that's on the screen. All four of them simultaneously, they're reading the fucking credits. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Who watches a movie like that? Nobody. The weirdos. That's why we never see them in a movie theater. Because, but, <laughs> because they've been banned. Right. But then Steve's like, oh, wait, I recognize that name. And that's mm. Nat's screen. Or, uh, yeah. Nat's screen name. Yeah. Screen Na- name? Yeah. Yes. Screen name. Correct. You got it. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Nat Benson. What a weird name. He shortened it from Nat Benson and Hedges. So they're watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And there he is, a young Nat. Is that stock footage of that actor in something else? Okay. No, not in something else. Unholy Rollers is really a Roger Corman movie. Oh. And Joe E. Tata, who plays Nat, was really in that movie. Okay. In the seventies, yes. Okay. So that's it's not it's stock footage, but it's not of a different movie. It's of that movie. They just changed his credited name from Joey Tata because you know, I mean, it would have been way too meta for them to be like, "Oh, Joey Tata, that's his uh, fucking pseudonym." <laughs> right, right. But they just changed it to Nat Benson. Which, by the way, why did they have to change it at all? If 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 they were going to change it from Joey Tata, why didn't they have just Nat? Well. I guess his his last his long ass Italian last name, that is realistic. He would change that to be an actor. Yeah, for sure. So Steve gets it in his mind then that he needs to get Nat at the screening. Yeah, I, I don't know why he was a not not he was like a supporting player. It's not like he was in this movie on Holy Rollers. It's not like he was a a bit part. He was you know, but he wasn't the star either. He was a supporting player. but And this is a screening at the Peach Pit After Dark, so it's not like it's Broadway, so I think having a supporting actor is okay. No, I think having a supporting actor is okay. I'm just saying I don't think it's like the big deal that that 
Steve's making announcements. Like, we gotta get him here. <laughs> it's like it's not like he. It's not like he's got a, a, a you know a, a line on the star or something like that. No, but it's they a, already had the star there anyway. Well, they didn't have the star there. They had Roger Corman, the fucking director yeah. of the movie. There. Okay, not the star, but still. No, I mean, and that's the thing. That's your headline. Yeah, your headline is Roger Corman himself's going to be there, and they really got the real Roger Corman there. But Nat's like, no, it's personal. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to do it. That part of my life's over. Blah blah blah. It's and, so weird. Well, and we still don't. Was like sexually assaulted or something, right? And we still don't really know what happened. I mean, he just said no, and Steve figured out that it's something to do with a woman, right? So then at the screening, some woman about his age shows up, and she's looking for Nat. She's like, oh, I thought he'd be here. What's your name, ma'am? My name's Plot Convenience. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, and he's like, let's take a walk, and he yeah. takes her over to Nat. And he's happy to see her. Which makes no sense. Exactly. Why? Just come to the fucking screening then. Yeah. Did you think if you came to the screening, Roger Corman was going to see you and be like, oh, we had that deal, Nat. I own your soul. You must be in my next movie. <laughs> like he could have just talked and whatever, you know? Yeah. Ridiculous. But now it looks like maybe he got laid because he seemed real happy the next morning. Yeah, I think so. And I'm wondering if, you know, maybe he'll be with her now because she, she did say she's divorced. Maybe. I hope so. I mean, yeah, he's been single his whole life. It's kind of sad. Like, they broke up. She got married, had three kids. She's a grandma. She's divorced. Mm-hmm. He ended up the peach pit. taking over his dad's business. And that's it. That's the end of the narrative. Right. So. Well, he, you know, Brandon's like a child to him. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he formed a relationship with Duke. Right. And his bad boy. <laughs> oh, how depressing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he knows Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, he seems happy. He was on an episode of Win, Loser, Draw. It was a game show with Burt Convy and Burt jo- Reynolds. Joey Tata or? Oh. <laughs> Saying that was. And the fictional character was. Oh, okay. No, you know, it was like they used to, apparently they used to play Pictionary. Burt Reynolds used to play Pictionary with his buddies or whatever hmm. in his fucking living room. And why not? They were like, let's make this into a show. We should make this into a show. So he got his friend Burt Convy to host it. And Burt Reynolds was always on it. And it was like one team was like some of his friends. And the other team was like another celebrity. And like, you know, some of their friends. No, Burt Reynolds friends. So oh. <laughs> they got Burt Reynolds friends. Uh, and the set was designed to look like Burt Reynolds living room. Weird. Yeah. So basically, instead of just hanging out with his friends, he turned hanging out with his friends into a way to make money. Correct. All righty. And to share it with the entire world. Cool. Actors are weird. And then Burke Convy died of brain cancer. Unrelated, I would hope. <laughs> no, apparently hanging out with Burt Reynolds too long gives you brain cancer. Oh, no. <laughs> Lonnie Anderson, watch out. <laughs> Anyway, so. Two more storylines, I think. Is that what it is? I think. Okay. We have. I know Brandon. Yeah, there's Brandon and Keith. So Brandon is in her office. Oh, I know the other storyline. Donna. Yeah. Yeah. So. Other storyline. Yeah. So Brandon's hanging out in the office of the editor. We can mention real quick that uh, Valerie is in 
Collins class, his art class. Oh, yeah. And she draws something. He's like, why don't you guys draw like kids? So weird. And then, uh, so she's drawing stuff and she shows it to David and David's like, mm, good thing you suck good dick. He did not say that. You said that. He said it. Good. She su- sucks good dick in your mind and she wearing that little black dress and that sweater. I got, I got you. I see where you're at. You think that I'm cheating on you in my mind. <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> no. You're there too. Okay. Um, well, as long as we're sharing. <laughs> so... No, it's like he, he says it's a good thing you have other talents. That is the implication, though. Well, I mean, maybe she makes good brownies. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. And oh, and also, he doesn't show up to uh, the next class, so she has right. to call him and tell him, hey. She's like, I was up all night painting, and then they f- focus it on the blank canvas. Blank canvas. <laughs> and it's like, hmm. were you really? It's like the camera was like, you're a liar. Right. It's like, I'm taking a personal day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, Brandon's in Keats's office for something. I don't remember why. Yeah, I mean, just whatever. He's in there. He answers the phone. And it's that other guy, Jonathan. That piece of shit. Yeah. and he, New Year's. He's like, hey, uh, can you give her a message? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in town a week from Friday, and I want to take her out. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll give her the message. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And and he says something like, um, I can't remember. Like, he's like, she's with me now or whatever. And he's like, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. So, but he also kind of, like, hinted that he suspected Brandon wouldn't give him the message. That's true. Give her the message. And he didn't right away. No. But then he talks to Valerie, and she's like, well, just put it on a piece of paper and put it on her desk, so then, you know, you can say you left it for her. Which is what happens. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't really think that was even necessary. Like, I think it's okay that he didn't give her the message. I don't think she should be mad at him for not giving her the message. I agree. But. It's inappropriate, the con- the contact that they're having. Yeah. Yeah, this asshole then calls her and tells her that this asshole then calls her and tells her that um, he's going to be in town. He told Brandon, oh, he didn't give you the message and um, ends it with I love you. Yeah. What the fuck? He's like, he's really this is going to be a problem for them. Yeah. So, momentarily, she's mad at Bran until she sees the fake note. And uh, then all is forgiven. Yeah, because she's like, oh, he really did give me the message. Like, whatever. He doesn't care if I fuck this other guy. Do you think that um, she's going to end up breaking up with Brandon for the other guy? I, it's going to break them up. I don't know if she's going to end up with the other guy, but this is... Obviously, their relationship's doomed, and this is what's going to doom it. Yeah. It's kind of sad because I think they were kind of good for each other. They're sort of a cute couple right now, but yeah, like in real life, if I was with someone who had this deep of a relationship with an ex who actively wants her back and they didn't see any problem with that at all, there's no way we'd be dating. Right. Because that's just a, that's a setup for disaster. For sure. So we'll probably uh, see that next week, I would imagine. Yeah. 
And then the other thing that's going on is Joe and Donna. So Joe, Joe and Donna. <laughs> so Joe hurt his ankle or whatever. I don't know. He says it, this flares up every once in a while or whatever. It's some kind of ankle injury. But he's having his it looks ankle. fucking nasty when they were looking at it too. Yeah, it looks black bruised. and blue and shit. Yeah. And he's using a cane and using ice and all this stuff. And I don't know if this guy actually hurt his ankle, but if he didn't, I mean, kudos to the makeup department right. <laughs> for the job they did on it because it looked real and, and bad. But the doctor's like, oh, just stay off of it. It'll be fine, which seems, I don't know, dismissive for a football player with an injury. Yeah. Um, and then he's like. It is the off season. Okay. So then he's like, let's just check out the rest of you while you're here. And then he hears something, and he says he should see the cardiologist. Yeah, you should see the cardiologist on campus. And he's like, can I see anybody? My my girlfriend's dad's a cardiologist. I could tell an elaborate lie for no reason. Yeah, it was really weird. Because he does. He wants to go see her dad, but then he lies to her and says it, that it's his coach that's going to see her dad. Mm-hmm. And then after he sees her dad, he tells her. He said he didn't want to worry her, assume, you know, presumably unnecessarily, right? hoping that there was nothing wrong, but apparently there is something wrong. Well, yeah, her dad says that he has a congenital heart defect, yeah. which... It seems like it, yeah. Which would, you know, mean probably no more football. I think his dad, her dad suggested a second opinion and further testing. Yeah. So he goes and gets the second opinion of the dude on campus... Mm-hmm. The one that's paid by the athletic department. And he says, oh, no, you're fine. Don't yeah, worry you can it. play football. Yeah, nothing's wrong. You can lead us to a Rose Bowl. So, I mean, like, I suspect that he's going to drop dead while he's playing. He might not. He might suffer a heart attack and then be sidelined and, you know, then it'll become a big scandal and stuff like that. Like, he might live but be incapacitated in some way. Yeah, we'll see. But he might die. I mean, something's going to come of this. There's, they wouldn't be, do this think, just for the hell of it. Not like, oh, never mind, we're just faking. I think it'd be cool if he died. I mean, not the actor, but, you know, the yeah. character. Well, yeah, I don't really like him that much, so. He's fine, but they need to start dropping some characters. There's too much There's too much going on again. That every time they get rid of somebody, like they get rid of Brenda, they get rid of Dylan, they get rid of Andrea, and then they just bring, like, two other people. It's like a right, Hydra. Right, right. cut off one head and <laughs> three more take appear. its place. <laughs> oh, goodness. They need to simplify some of these storylines, make it a little tighter. That would be good. And then, oh, yeah, that's the last storyline. Yeah. So that's it. That's all for this week. All right, we'll tell them. So you can write us at latefee1994 at awol.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.